Blue Mountain, your side just steep. Blue Mountain with a horse head on your side. You stole my love to keep. You stole my love to keep. Go. Boom. All right. All right. We are live. Well, I mean, we're not really live. We'll probably listen to this at some point in the future, but we're it's live for you and I right now. Yeah, we could say that we're live and see how many of our dumbass listeners believe it, fall for it. Yeah, just to prove to anyone who's listening to this uh, right now that we're live, um, right now uh, Donald Trump is doing some fucked up stuff. So I think yep. that bit of I think that bit of current events probably proves that uh that we are in fact doing this live he he just posted a really dumb tweet ah well in that in that particular uh sense he is not so unlike us it's <laughs> true the president and you and i are not so far apart his are probably actually white. a lot better than my posts I think that uh, I think that our posts are extremely good, actually. Yeah, well, speak for yourself. I, mean, I don't really think that actually, but I feel compelled to defend them because we've we've made a lot of them. <laughs> we have. We've wasted a lot of time on that. So many fucking years, dude. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was very hot in Atlanta today. How is the uh, How is the weather in it's beautiful Denver? It's hot as shit. It's been really, really hot lately. Like I, you know, I think I talked about this. I don't have a central ac i have a swamp cooler and Mm -hmm. it just doesn't it's not doing the trick right now so yeah it's burning up so i'm taking advantage of uh the fact that uh i have a place up in the mountains my family has a place up there and so i'm trying to go up there every weekend to get away from this shit because it's like 75 degrees up there it's fucking beautiful so nice although there's a fire burning uh, uh wildfire burning right next to uh my family's condo uh in, right next to the town of breckenridge colorado and uh so i hope it doesn't burn down and then i become less of a rich guy i'm gonna uh i'm gonna go out on the record here and say that when it threatens um nice properties i'm a hundred percent against wildfires yeah. yeah i agree but like if there was like a wildfire and it was like near someplace fucked up like in that case, it's just it's nature, and you shouldn't stand in the way of it. Yeah, no, I agree. If it's uh, if the fire is going to burn down like uh, uh, um, North Korea, mm-hmm. uh, which in my opinion is a fucked up place, it's an extremely fucked up place. And that's you know that's just part of it. What what is it with all the retards online, by the way, who like feel some compulsion to defend North Korea? Oh, because it's like communist. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like the whole. Uh, there's those people that like to defend like Stalin and stuff, and yeah, uh, same kind of thing. You know, it's just people are always pointing out like the bad shit about North Korea, dude. Like the hundreds of thousands of people who starve and the fucking death squads. What about the good shit, dude? Like the like everyone. Everyone there has their own podcast studio because of communism. <laughs> There's no, uh, there's no uh, racism against uh, blacks in North Korea. There are also no blacks, yeah. which seems kind of suspicious. Yeah, seems yeah. 
I don't know about that. Seems a little fucked up. I don't know what they're doing there. So, uh, you know, the, the, the hot weather today got me thinking. And, you know, people just love rankings and ratings and listicles and things of that uh, nature. So I thought tonight, uh, to get things started, that I would rank the seasons and uh, that you could uh, give us your ranking for the seasons as well. See, uh, we come together. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go from uh, number one down. So in my estimation, the best season is fall. Fall is our top season. You have pleasant weather with a slight tinge to the cool which I prefer. You get to wear, uh, you can get away with wearing all your corduroy pants and your long sleeve shirts and all of the expensive, uh, you know, things that we buy that we don't necessarily need. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you get nice breezes. It's a great time to be outside. It's not too hot. So I'm going to say that the number one season is fall. Okay. The, uh, the number two season, in my estimation, is spring. Pretty much the uh, the same reasons, you know, the the foliage starts to come to life. It is pleasant and nice to do things outside. Although spring, you have a little bit more of a tinge of warmth than the uh, the cold that you have for fall. I agree. But uh, you know, it's 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 a lively time of year. It's very nice. I'm going to say that the third best season is summer. Okay. But, you know, here in the South, summer is probably the worst season. So I'm speaking more generally. Summer is, you know, it's cool. There's music. There's festivals. There's lots of stuff to do. You know, there's uh, high school girls are not busy. Um, I'll edit that out later. (laughs) But, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's too fucking hot. I mean, especially here. Like, you know, when I went and saw Dead & Company, it was like fucking 88 degrees with like 200% humidity while I drank $14 and fucking 50 cents cans of fucking whatever. The, I can't even remember what the fuck I was drinking. I had Dale's so, Pale Ale at mine. They were, nice. I think they were also there. I think they were $15. See, we got we had uh, $14.50 for just like the cheap domestics. I didn't even have <laughs> Dale's Pale Ale as an option. Yeah. If you could get, you could get, um, 16 ounce plastic uh, drafts of craft beer, and they were 20 bucks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Yeah, they pretty much have Dales everywhere here. Like, it's a standard. Uh, it's either, you know, they'll have like all the standard uh, domestics, and then they'll either have Fat Tire or Dales Pale Ale, basically. Which is People love some fat solid. tire, which I think is which I think is a very average beer. By the I, way, it was it. I used to like it. It was like the the beer that got me into craft beer, but at this point, it's you know a very very mediocre regular beer. I guess you know. I th- I think that that was true for like a lot of people. And there's like a handful of beers like that, um, where like at the time compared to like the shitty domestic beers that were available, like something like Fat Tire was like markedly better. Yeah. But now that you've had, like, the explosion of craft brewing and all of that stuff, like, it's just, it's a very average beer. Oh, yeah, yeah no, I totally agree. Yeah. Excellent. So, uh, so uh, I'm giving the, uh, unfortunately, I'm giving last place to winter. Mm-hmm. Although I personally love winter as someone who uh, used to snowboard, and I know that you're a skier. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, winter, it's, you have the least amount of daylight. 
even in the areas where you have great winter sports, it makes it sometimes very, very dangerous to drive and uh, different things like that. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're very limited. There aren't as many things going on in terms of concerts, festivals, things of that nature. So though I personally actually love winter, I think that winter, uh, winter comes in fourth for me. Okay. So uh, what, what, what do you think about that? How do you feel about the seasons, Randall? I know this is a very controversial topic. Um, so I generally agree with most of what you're saying. Okay. Uh, and personally, I mean, personally, I think my rankings would be slightly different uh, as, you know, basically related to where I live right now. Okay. Um, I think I would. Uh, I think I would say spring probably comes in number one for me, uh, because it's sort of the emergence from winter. Uh, it's a very, uh, you know, very drastic change here. Uh, you know, it, it it goes from, from. Uh, you know, you see the the snow on the mountains melt and uh, everything. It's very, it's a time of change and it's a time of emergence, kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a very, uh, it's a very nice time here. It's it's when like right now, everything is basically all the grass and shit here is brown mm-hmm. uh, because uh. of the summer. It's like roasted the fucking grass, but in the spring, you know, in like early may or something everything is you know all the all the runoff and and everything is sort of turned the grass green and it's it's awesome you know yeah i mean the, you know in the spring you do have you know things begin to bloom the uh the milfs breasts bloom in the spring yep. Yep, that's which true. is which is a very special thing mm-hmm. so i i can i can feel what you're saying spring is spring is excellent yeah. uh so i think number two for me would be uh the fall uh, because it's also sort of an emergence from the shitty ass hot summer. Yes. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm extremely looking forward to it right now. Um, and uh, <coughs> also, you know, you have the leaves changing and the colors, and and up here, the the that that time of year is is just incredible. Like. The do you th- do you think that uh, the leaves changing colors means that they are uh, the leaves are trans? They're transracial, yeah. Like uh, the like that one lady that uh, that got ostracized and stuff, which I disagree <laughs> with. But uh, but yeah, I think the I think she was just you know basically she was a, le- a changing leaf, you know. I understand. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No shame in that. Um, so yeah, fall, fall, I mean, it's, it's, it's great. You know, I can't, I can't wait for it. It's, uh, the, t- the chilly temperatures kind of creeping up, you know, it's, it's awesome time. Um, excellent. Speaking of fall, do you remember, um, you know, back in the, in the heyday of Twitter where like all those like really, really hot, but terribly boring girls would tweet the fall of capitalism will be swift and brutal. And they would like attach like a selfie to it, like where they were in a bra and it would get like 20,000 faves. Yeah. Yeah. That that was, uh, that was an interesting time in Twitter. So I think that's, I I think think that's probably still around, right? They're just kind of more, uh, I always forget. Like, like I have like this, I, I don't know if you have this too. Like, I have this weird sort of, I don't know if it's myopia or narcissism. Cause you know, I am a piece of shit after all. Um, where like once like 
people stop appearing to me like they they don't exist. Like I remember making fun of those people, and then one day they all kind of seems like they went away. And it's probably because they blocked me for being an asshole. But like once I stop seeing them, like to me they don't exist anymore. I I'm pretty sure they all died. No, I mean I I you know I'm I'm a very selfish person too, and I uh, I definitely you know I don't give a shit about them anymore. And I I mean I guess I. If if I were really to think about it, I would go, well, maybe those people are still around. But uh, it never crosses my mind unless somebody talks about it. I mean, like those uh, Ill, Ill, Illumina, Illuminati people or whatever the fuck. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I forgot about those people till just now. And uh, yep. they're probably all dead. or uh, They definitely all died. Yeah. But, uh, they, they actually, um, this isn't talked about much, you know, because it makes people uncomfortable. But they actually, um, they all committed suicide together that does not surprise me they uh they did it at bonnaroo oh okay yeah they had a uh, an ill humanity drum circle and they all drank uh poison kombucha tea <laughs> and they and they died well rest in peace i guess yeah i would just like to i would like to uh I'm sure if they were also here they could they would say something more poetic about their own deaths but they would they would say that they were leaving the flesh prison yeah and that all bodies have a skeleton inside them or whatever and it's trying to get out and apparently that's pretty fucked that's up that's what they were trying to do they were trying to let the skeletons out of their bodies <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is next year at bonnaroo there's gonna be a bunch of skeletons watching people in the porta potties and that's the ill humanity yep. they were they were they were very special people they were. But that's so. Uh, so we digress. So uh, we got to. Uh, so you are a uh, spring first, fall second. What w- what would be uh, the third season for you? Uh, I mean, I think like you said, uh, you you like winter a lot. Uh, you got to rank summer above it though because it's a more general thing. I'm gonna say fuck that. I'm ranking it on how I feel about it. Uh, fuck yeah. I'm gonna go with the winter number three. Um, because it's uh man i mean i love skiing i uh love uh winter just outdoors type uh uh the feel of it and everything and like the you know the 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 holidays and all that stuff um i think it's great to be outside i love being outside that's why i rank spring and fall one and two but uh but it's great to you know you know Get get all toasty inside while while it's cold outside. I mean, the winter's just got that certain uh, aesthetic, you know, going on. It does, and uh, I love it. Yeah, so it is. It is also with the holidays. It is a uh, it is a very nice time to be given gifts. Oh, yeah. and I do love to receive I love gifts. Receiving gifts. Whoever said it's better to give than receive was a fucking pussy yeah, or a retard. Basically, it's way better to receive. Understand. Uh, the dynamics of giving and receiving yeah. very well. That's that's true about both um, sex and gifts. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Love to receive. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be on the receiving end. Yeah, that's right. Not in, not in a gay way, though, because we're not gay. No, no. Not that there's anything wrong with being gay. Of course not. Of course not. We, we but we're definitely not, and I would probably kill anybody if they said that. If you if you called me gay or anything, then uh, you have a world of hurt coming your way. But Fuck yeah, a lot of pain. But if you're gay, that's fine. 
drop some fucking elbows on somebody. Yeah. Yeah, you're 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 a quiet man, but I'm I'm ready to see you just absolutely fucking kick somebody's ass. Oh uh, yeah, dude. When I have a when I have a reason to uh, to really go ape shit on somebody, I mm-hmm. I don't hesitate. The, like the silver Jews, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sludge metal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy. That guy. So the uh, to to the listeners of this uh, this fine podcast, you may not know that uh, Randall and I had the pleasure of going to a party together with a kid who was just absolutely obsessed with sludge metal, and uh, he later had to be thrown out of the party because he had some violent tendencies. And now, uh, and he ruined my YouTube history because he kept trying to make me play the Silver Jews on my phone when we wanted to listen to hippie music and. To this day, I still get, by the way, like when I look at my YouTube shit, it'll be like Silver Jews, <laughs> who are like pretty good. But I'm like, that fucking asshole that was like a year ago. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I want to I watch fucked up shit on YouTube about fucking jam bands and the truth about the Sopranos. And uh, they always get me with that shit, dude. I don't know like how that stuff ends up in my fucking algorithm, but it'll be like Grateful Dead 1987, Dead and Company, Wrigley Field. The Avid Brothers acoustic performance, and then it's like a seven-minute video that's like, we finally tell the truth about the Sopranos. And I'm always like, I'm going to fucking watch that, dude. <laughs> and I, I inevitably get sucked into that shit, and then I'm watching the fucking the truth about different strokes and like every fucking sitcom for the last 30 years. I'm looking at my YouTube right now. It's... Uh, it's... Mo- it's uh some Bob Weir. There's a Bob Weir thing on there. There's a bunch of fly fishing stuff on there because I was watching some videos uh, trying to nice. improve my tactics, you know. Uh, I got an MDE video on here. I got a... Uh, what happened to them? Everyone was talking about them for a while, and they kind of disappeared, too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happened to him. I think uh, once, I the, think he died. once the Trump thing happened, he, like, didn't have a reason to, you know, make fun of stuff anymore or something because he was like a pro-Trump guy or something. I, I could never tell if that was serious or if that was a joke or whatever, but I still think the guy's hilarious. Yeah, I you know, I get, like, I always I have a difficult time with people who are, like, so on or so in character that you never ever know if they're doing a bit or not. Yeah. Like, that, I, I find that, like, a little bit exhausting. Yeah. So, like, he was, like, funny to me for, like, a while, and then I'm like, by the way, to everyone, we're talking about Sam Hyde of MDE, Million Dollar Extreme. Like, I just, like, at a certain point, I'm just like, that guy, God, dude, like, be a fucking human being I once know, in a while. I, yeah. I mean, it's hilarious to, to and it's, it's. No, it's it is. It's, it's extremely funny. How you can remain in character for that well and everything, if, if that's what he's doing. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of like. You start to kind of get freaked out by it a little bit, I guess. Yes. So, uh, I, I, by the way, um, I just got the first one. I uh, told people we were recording tonight, and they could uh, DM us questions that I would most likely ignore. <laughs> and all I've gotten so far was, um, please shock Brandon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nobody wants to ask us questions, but they want us to fucking electrocute Brandon. We will... Uh We'll take care of that next time for sure. He will be. Next time he comes into town, we'll, we'll uh, record like when he's physically here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to 
like absolutely just fucking beat the shit out of him while we're on the fucking thing. I'm going to slap him in the face. I'm just going to generally degrade him. That'd be awesome. Fuck yeah, dude. That sounds like a Fuck great yeah. show. You guys stay tuned for that episode. We'll let you know. Yeah. Stay tuned for uh, physical violence against another human. Yeah. Be a special bonus episode. So, uh, you know, another thing in the in the news, I think this is probably the thing that most people online and offline are talking about uh, today, is that 30 years ago, on this very day, the Grateful Dead released the album In the Dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. Featuring the hit single, Touch of Grey. Mm-hmm. Good song. So I, be- I believe, I think this is not a, a particularly unique opinion, but... Since we are a jam band flavored podcast, I think this is worth discussing. I believe that the the success, the unexpected success, as popular as the Grateful Dead was, of um, In the Dark and Touch of Grey, because you know they really went until, um, you know that came out like in the summer, they were still playing like a lot of amphitheaters. It wasn't like all huge football stadium shows. Mm-hmm. You know, that really came after that. So, so uh, I'm, I am postulating or theorizing that uh, that unexpected success and the, the, the monster that it created from what they already were is really the catalyst to the decline of Jerry Garcia. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it's, it's I think, you know, like the whole thing I've heard so many times that he couldn't go outside uh, – of his hotel room when he's on tour and stuff because he would get instantly recognized and mobbed and everything, you know, by all these people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that he would just sit in his hotel room and, you know, eat fucking shitty food and do heroin and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, I mean, he still would, was recognized, I'm sure before all that, of course, but I'm sure that made it so much worse. And that just was like, and you know, how he always talks about like, how he was he was scared of uh of the power that he sort of had uh, to influence people on stage and stuff and yeah it, it just weighed on him and stuff and i'm sure that made it 10 times worse when they got that you know huge oh yeah i know it did like i i read some interviews like where um you know they they said like after in the dark really like exploded that you know although he was sort of always kind of the loving patriarch of the band and the father figure and whatnot that like the whole all like the jerry is god stuff and things like that that like the the mythology around him like really exploded after that you know because like the people who were sort of less interested in the band as much as everyone loved them like all the people who were more ancillary in the scene like he became the biggest kind of celebrity figure to them where they're like jerry man and uh that, that that really took, like, a punishing toll. Like, his drug use really spiked up then because, like, he basically wanted to, like, escape being himself. Yeah, no, I heard... Uh, and did, did you watch that documentary that they... I, you know, I've only watched bits and pieces so far. I just haven't found the time to sit there down. There was a good, uh, good little quote by somebody in there that basically basically says that, like, Jerry was this person who would uh, sort of, uh, you know, he was an escape to a lot of people and a lot of people would go to these shows and he would kind of, uh, you know, uh, I guess he was, you know, he would ease their, you know, pain or whatever. He was, he, yes. he was kind of 
singing these sad songs sometimes, you know, and like he would sort of be a, uh, a vehicle through which these people could, uh, you know, experience healing and all this shit, right? And uh, they said that, you know, he was that for millions of people, but he didn't have that. He didn't have an escape. He didn't have, uh, you know, something to look up to like that in the same way that people yeah. looked up to him. So he's his escape, you know, became heroin instead. He didn't have a, a way to, you know, relax and obviously playing music to some degree. But, but, uh, but yeah, I just thought that was an interesting way to look at it. I do too. I, I think uh, Brent's death was really key in that yeah. as well. Like if you look at like some of the video from like 1989 and whatnot, like, like he had like a real affection. Oh yeah. For Brent, like you, you could see in the physical interplay between them and everything like that, and so I think like that was something that was interesting to him, and like started to reinvigorate them. And then they had like that tremendous tour in 1990. And 1989 had some really fucking great shows too, yeah. but um, like I, I think that that was like the last straw. Like that, that broke him. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, does anyone like? I, I don't. I'm, I'm not too familiar with. I don't listen to uh, much '90s stuff, but does anyone really like Vince? No. No. Yeah. I mean. No, he was he was pretty much uh, even by the people in the band. By the way, <laughs> like I, I think I mentioned this before. Like, um, you know, their technology got sophisticated enough to the point where, in the last couple years of the shows, the uh, Phil, Bob, and Jerry all had. Mickey and Vince removed from their monitor feeds. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, so they didn't even listen to him play. That's one of the reasons why the shows got fucking worse huh. is that they, like, they kind of stopped playing together. Like, they couldn't even hear half the fucking shit anymore because they were, like, all into the technology and they were all into their own shit and they didn't want to fucking... I mean, how crazy is that that, like, this band that's, like, renowned for musicianship <laughs> and improvisation and you basically have, like... You know, like, fuck, the, fuck these two guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like two guys were like, I'm not going to listen to one of the drummers or the keyboard player. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Mickey's a fucking he's a strange dude. Oh, I was yeah, thinking he's so was weird, thinking, man. Uh, the other day, like, all right. So Jerry, you know, Jerry's uh, obviously has some kids and stuff. Uh, right. Bill, you know, I know he has a kid, Justin Kreutz, Kreutzman. Yeah. Um, uh, Bob, you know, obviously is married and has has some daughters and stuff. And it's, uh, yeah, an insanely hot daughter. Phil, obviously, you know, uh, but is Mickey like? He seems like he's fucking vol cells. He is he like he's just so obsessed with music that he just like. Uh, yeah, I I don't know, man. Like he uh he's so fucking bizarre. Like he he put out a solo album. This, by the way, is probably like so scintillating to three people. Um. <laughs> which I don't really give a fuck about. Uh, To anyone who's listening to this and isn't enjoying this Grateful Dead chat, oh, fuck you, bitch, pay us. So um, he he released an album in the 90s called Supralingua, which was about, like, the language of music. And that is when he, like, created, like, that weird drum guitar machine that makes all those crazy noises. It's It's called, he actually named it, it's called Ramu. So he has a fucking basically like this drumatar called Ramu, and like I have this that uh, this bonus CD that came with like a handful of releases. It's actually not very common, 
and uh, it's just him talking about stuff, and like none of it makes any fucking sense. It's like this amazing mishmash between like the kind of stuff that you hear them say at like an Apple press conference and like the insane ramblings of someone on LSD. So they're like, Mickey, tell us about uh, track two on the new album. And he's like, Ramu is a technological marvel. And he really, he exists at the junction of human interaction and rhythmic instinct. And really, he just, you know, you have to listen to what Ramu does. And it's really... It's a paradigm shift in percussion. And I'm just like, dude, this guy is bat shit fucking crazy. People say that Bob didn't pass, didn't quite pass the acid tests, but fucking <laughs> Mickey like totally flunked him, man. He he Oh yeah. Jesus Christ. Like that dude has definitely never had sex before. No, absolutely not, except with Ramu. <laughs> Yeah. He definitely he definitely fucked Ramu, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's like several tracks on some of his records that are him having sex with fucking <laughs> Ramu. I'll have to fucking send you that CD, yeah, dude. That it's awesome. fucking batshit. <laughs> but like every once in a while, like I'll pop it in. And I'm just like, God damn it! I remember the first time I ever heard it. I was uh, seeing the, the the first incarnation of the. Uh, the Grateful Dead afterwards, which was, I think they were called the other ones. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was the other ones or further. And I was in like, we were at this place in Pennsylvania and I had just gotten it and we're like listening to it. Me and my friend, I uh, listening to it in our hotel room and we're both so high. And he's like saying this shit and he's like, Ramu. And I'm just like looking at my friend. I'm going, Ramu, 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 Ramu. And uh, he's like, dude, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Jesus but that's what happens sometimes. Sometimes you have to get too high and be a little bit scared of Ramu. Oh yeah, dude. It's what what is life without that? But this is also the same friend. I don't know if you had a well I'm sure you did, but like so uh this is my friend from high school and uh you know, we went to tons of shows together. We've always been very, very close. And uh like we somehow like always brought out like the most insane behavior in each other. Mm-hmm. So like I remember like as, as most high school kids did, you know, we didn't necessarily we didn't have our own space, so we'd get high as shit and fucking drive around. Oh yeah, yep. And you know, like we lived in like a rural area of upstate New York, uh, you know, very kind of Vermontish in terms of uh, landscape, and like we would always drive by this one area where there was like this big pond right off the road, and like one day we were like driving past it, and he like looks at me, and he would always do, like kind of like what I. Like we were talking about last week, like the central scrutinizer kind of voice. He'd always be like, he would always speak in clip tones. He'd be like, hey, dude, hey, 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 hey. And uh, so I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's like, uh, you see that? And like he like leaned his head over at the pond. And I was like, yeah, I see that, man. He's like, uh, do you think we should uh, we should put this thing in there? And I'm like, what do you mean, man? He's like, I, he's like, I think we should drive the car into the pond. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know, dude. I, I, I want to, but I don't think we should. And he's like, I don't know, man. I'm pretty sure we should. Jesus Christ. And so, like, we fucking, like, stopped in front of this pond. And we had, like, a 15-minute discussion, like, about whether or not we were going to drive the car into the pond. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
and that's even like a joke between us. Like, you know, we, we only see each other, you know, every year, a couple years now, uh, you know, he's still up in upstate New York, but, um, like, we'll get like real, real fucked up and I'll be like, dude, we should put that thing in there. And he's like, we really should have. Like, I believe that our consensus now that we're free from the consequence of it is that we made a mistake by not driving the car into the pond. Yeah, it would have been a, a, like a slightly better story if you actually had done oh, it. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But we also, like, um, you know, he was also a big deadhead, and we've seen a fucking... We, we've gone to a fuck ton of shows together. And, uh, like, one uh, time we were also, like, super, super high... And, uh, you know, back then, this is, you know, this is mid-90s. So, like, we had cassettes. And so, like, it was, you know, it's not like today. It was so hard to get, like, good quality Grateful Dead recordings, you know, on cassette, like, soundboards and stuff. And, uh, like, we were just really fucking baked and we were driving around in the middle of nowhere. And, like, we were listening to some show and, like, it was really intense. And uh, it was like a China rider. And I, that part I remember because of the words. And he, like, he ejects the tape, and he rolls down the window, and he fucking throws the tape out the window. Jesus. And I was like, what the fuck did you do that for, dude? It was his tape, but I was still like, come on, man. And he's like, no, no, it was, it was fucking too good, man. It was, I, it was fucked up. And so, like, like, after a couple minutes, like, we went back to try and find the tape, and we couldn't find Ooh. it. But uh, that that just was like the kind of adventures that I always fucking had with that kid. That that's the kid who was with me during the spare spill thing. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. The fucking so you know that actually that was something I was thinking about uh, too, like on sort of a larger sense. So you know we uh, we have uh, touched on this before, and we're gonna keep talking about it because we fucking like to. But uh, you know, there's like a weird strain of like sort of. I don't know if you want to call it politics or individualism now or whatever it is where it is like um, if you don't want to let another person ostensibly do whatever the fuck they want, then you are an asshole somehow like or you have some sort of problem with who that person is just because you don't want them, you know, to do whatever they want. In the sense that, you know, if you let someone do whatever they want, it, it affects other people. And I was thinking about how, like, um, we see that all online now. And that's, like, super, super common to us. But, like, I saw that at hippie shows, like, in the 90s. Like, I remember going to, like, fish shows in the 90s. And uh, for, for, for people who don't go to jam band concerts, there are people that are typically generically referred to as spinners. They are typically, like, super high on drugs, these people. And they literally, like, they hold their arms completely out and they spin around in circles with their eyes closed. And they're, like, whirling dervishes to where, like, if their hands hit you, it would be like getting punched, you know, or slapped. Like, these people are, like, wheeling around. And I remember, like, you know, like, a couple times, you know, like, these people, like, spinning, like, into me, like, hard. And me, like, pushing them off me. And them, like, what the fuck, man? I'm just trying to enjoy the show. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm just trying to do the same thing, man. And if you your hand gets near my face again, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah, I was I was like, talking about those like uh, sort of. There was some people when I went to the Phil Les show uh, recently in Boulder at the really small theater, 625 people. 
uh, it was fucking packed. I mean, everybody was packed, oh, yeah. and they're like fucking sardines, and uh, and people smelled like shit. And uh, they would also like just sort of, you know, I get that like you're going to kind of move around a little bit and you're kind of jamming and you're kind of, you know, jamming out or whatever. But people do that with no fucking regard for like your not not even your space. Like, I don't you know, if somebody can, you know, get in my space or whatever, it's inevitable and that kind of thing. But they'll just like there was a guy behind me that was just I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he was like pushing me, you know toward uh toward the people in front of me like w- pretty hard and stuff yeah and i was like what the fuck man like you know cut it out but then these people are so non-confrontational when you when you sort of call them out on this stuff they're like mm-hmm. oh yeah my bad man my bad like you can't really you can't really you know get after them or whatever because they're so oh yeah sorry bro yeah chill yeah i'm chill See, I think that's one of the differences between, like, the dead crowds and more, like, the fish new jam band crowds yeah, is, like, yeah, true. At, at dead shows, yeah, I think, like, some of those people really are just into it. And, and exactly, like, where I'll be like, you know, take, you know, be careful, dude. But, like, at the fish shows where I'm like, dude, come on. They're like, fuck yeah, you, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to enjoy myself. Yeah, the worst people for those are the fucking panic people, man. Jesus Christ. Oh. I hate those fucking people. Cause like, cause they have like the I think you know being like a southern rock jam band, they have the highest concentration of like redneck fans. Oh, yeah, 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 rednecks and like frat frat boys and stuff. I know there's a lot oh, of yeah. frat boy fish fans or whatever, but there's way more panic fans, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely like more ingrained in the culture. It's much worse seeing them down here. Like oh, when I would yeah. see them in the north, like it was like always very small and stuff like that. When you see them down here, it's like these huge crowds and people are so into it and i'm just like oh yeah you know your your particular tastes don't mirror mine so you're obviously a fucking stupid piece of shit <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i kind of wanted to go see them at red rocks but uh but i mean it, you know obviously it was sold out and it was just oh just yeah too much of a pain to go do that but tickets are so fucking expensive for everything now yeah, too yeah they really fucking are it's fucking ridiculous. I don't even like, know how you know, much fish tickets are. Like, they sold out those Dick Sporting Goods Park uh, tickets here uh, Labor Day weekend. They sold those out almost immediately. And now I, I don't know how much I think they're, they're going like, for. On. I think they're like 75 bucks or so, Like that, which is actually on the cheaper side. Well, yeah, side but I don't know how much they're going for on fucking ticket. I mean, on uh, Oh, now probably, probably a lot more, yeah. yeah. Which is fucking, which is bullshit. Yeah. But uh, you know, that I was I was thinking about that too. So uh, you know, fish for me, I guess, probably stopped being fun uh, to go to like somewhere around like the '97 tour. Hmm. Like that's where sort of the crowds really started to explode, and you started to see. You know, where net now it was consistently larger venues. There was no more cool small shows or uh, or anything like that. And, um, you know, then, you know, just more normies and, like, more aggressive and more problems and arrests and stuff like that. And now it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I know that they're still playing, like, like really, really good music. But I just, like, I feel like, and it's probably kind of like what happened to the, the dead after In the Dark is, like, at a certain point, no matter how good a band is, 
the the size of their following eclipses i guess like how much enjoyment they're capable of of bringing to me yeah and so like the the, the ancillary hassles just become like they just make me not want to go like i i don't know man like i still love going to shows but like and like seeing fish at, or phil at the fox theater and stuff but like I just don't have that good a time at shows anymore. No, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I on one hand, the, you know, the Dead and Company fucking stadium show, it was it was great, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but man, there was something about there was something about that Phil show at the little tiny theater that was. Oh fuck yeah! I just had a, I I I had to dis, I had I had a distinct feeling at, at one point that like there is no way that anybody could like go in there and not have a great time even if they didn't know what the fuck the music was or anything it was just like yeah you know amazing uh to be in this little place and uh i mean yeah the, the fish shows are going to be at a theater i mean a, in a theater a uh a big stadium too and and you know they're going to be great i'm sure but it's going to have that it's, it's always that same kind of thing just i just don't i mean and i know a lot of people you know share that i mean i think it's very very common for people to you know not like stadium shows and love little theater shows i mean it's just it's yeah better but yeah that that's why music festivals in general sort of like fall short for me oh yeah yeah. it's like here here's 30 bands that i could see when they come to town in a 2000 seat venue but instead i can see them with a hundred thousand people yeah yeah you know and it's always like some like you know, and and everyone like always claims to be like the most excited about the band that you could like easily see in the smallest venue. So they'll be like, you know, they'll have like music midtown here, and they'll have like all these huge headliners and stuff like that. And they'll be like a hundred thousand people there, and everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I'm so jazzed for music midtown. I can see minus the bear." <laughs> and I'm like, "Bitch, you could fucking you could have seen minus the bear last week at my house, like." <laughs> You're going to pay fucking $200 for a three-day VIP pass to see them with a fucking 100,000 people, which is more people than have seen them at their last 80 shows. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. I, like, uh, oh, yeah. I, uh, there's a festival here uh, that Wilco is going to be playing at, and I, you know, I've seen Wilco once before, uh, and I would love mm-hmm. to see them again, but... I would love to see them at fucking Red Rocks or, like, the Ogden Theater or yeah. something, but... Not in like the street in downtown Denver with like twenty thousand people or whatever. Yeah. So so so. Uh, speaking of the street, this kind of reminds me of that. I was watching the news today, and uh, this is another thing that I think is fucking retarded. Uh, right now is the running of the bulls in Spain. Oh, nice. Where like all those people, you know, run through the streets of Pamplona with the fucking deadly bulls, mm-hmm. fucking charging behind them. Now, now that is, you know, I, I make fun of people who do this online, but that's some um, fucked up white people shit. Oh yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, like, 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 how good does your life have to be to where you're like, yeah, you know, man, I'm just, I'm bored. I think I, uh, I think I want to go to Spain and maybe get killed by a rampaging bull. <laughs> like, I, you know, I know out. this is. That, that that's like your new um year of finding yourself yeah yeah like people used to go backpacking in europe like yeah man i'm gonna take a gap year bro i'm gonna fucking 
I'm gonna go to Belize, dude, and fucking smoke weed, and you know, mm-hmm. fuck a girl named Gabriella. But uh, you know, now it's like, yeah, dude, I'm uh, you know, just got my MBA from uh, Harvard. Got a, I've got an offer with Goldman Sachs, um, you know, but it doesn't start for nine months. <laughs> I think, you know, in between now and then, I might want to get killed by a bull. At least, like, you know, hammered in the ass and, like, with with a big horn or something, uh, you know, at the very least. That's, like, such, a, like, a cartoonishly, like, not noble way to die, too. Like, maybe someone thinks that's really, really cool, but, like... I think that's, like, one of the most fucking humiliating ways to die. Like, oh, yeah, dude, he died in a fucking tiny cobblestone alley with a fucking bullhorn half up his ass. Yeah, it's not very dignified. Cause of death, horn ass. That's what. That's a medical horn, term. I know you're not a doctor like ass. I am. Yep, but horn ass is a very serious medical condition that has been known to cause death. It does. And disfigurement. Yeah. Which uh, which I'm against, if it's me, if it's someone else, then uh, I think that it's okay. Tell my enemies, then it's fine with me. So uh, I th- I thought uh, maybe for a moment tonight too, that we would uh that we would touch on the arena of pop culture. I know that you're not uh you don't pay too much attention to that. I love, but I love uh, you may have seen that it, uh. Though. Oh fuck yeah! That Rob Kardashian, the uh, the fat, unsuccessful brother of the uh, the Kardashian sisters, which kind of makes him lovable to me because like he's like the fail son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's definitely the dude. Like that, if he couldn't make money from being a Kardashian, like he would definitely be like the dude who was on weird Twitter talking about communism. Oh, yeah. yeah, and sending like emails to people's wives. Yep, DMing, but, uh, DMing chicks. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Rob. I just want you to know I'm here for you, and I would like I would totally fucking protect you. But uh, so like his his girlfriend or fiance or wife or whatever, her name is Black China. Yeah, is her is that her real name or is that is that a, a pseudonym or? Uh, I'm I'm guessing that that's not the name on her birth certificate. You don't think so? Yeah, you're probably right. Oh well, you know, no, I I'm gonna refrain from saying anything racist <laughs> right now <laughs> but it wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't shock me if that was also the name on her birth certificate Yes, yeah. <laughs> that does happen sometimes yeah. but um so i guess like she cheated on him and so like i guess some of it got taken down but like he posted pictures of like her tits and ass on instagram and like some really fucked up stuff and like you know i mean i guess you can't like dock someone who's famous but like you know, he kind of like fucking put it all out there and stuff like that, which is not actually what I want to talk about. But it made me think uh, Black China is actually not very attractive. But um, I was wondering, you know, in your uh, limited knowledge of, of celebrity, um, who do you think are the hottest celebrities who are also fucking batshit insane? Hmm. Because there, there for me at least, there there is always an appeal, not like in a in any long term sense, but like to a good looking woman who is just fucking batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. No, I understand that for sure. I always had she she is she is not. Uh, I haven't seen her recently. I don't know if if uh, she looks the same. I always, as far as like really hot, insane 
women, I had like a I always had a, a soft spot for Amanda Bynes. Uh yeah. Yeah, I think you know I probably had a crush on Amanda Bynes when I was like, uh, a, a, you know, a, a tween, watching the uh, Amanda Bynes show or whatever the fuck that was on uh, Nickelodeon, I think. So basically, last week, yeah. you had a crush yeah. on her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, t- she she was always a favorite of mine, and uh, I'm trying to think who else is that uh, is. Is famous for public meltdowns. Um, hmm. You know, every time. I so do, I don't know. You, you use Snapchat app, right? I do. You use that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I use that sometimes. Also, um, a lot of my friends. Uh, I guess it's it's like you know, when I was growing up. My friends, you know, everybody used Facebook first, and none, none of my friends ever really uh, like you know my friends from high school and, and college and stuff they never really used uh twitter but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them you know use instagram somewhat but everybody now seems to use snapchat like all these you know fucking late 20s people uh, yeah using snapchat and it's kind of strange but you know uh, i mean i do it too i guess and uh so i see uh they they, they have a feature on their app that they added you know somewhat recently in the past year two probably uh the little sort of where magazines and you know shit can post oh, yes, these yes. little story things about stuff and uh so it's always you know it's always dumb shit about celebrities and stuff basically and mm-hmm. i i mean it's basically the kardashians and then people that i i've never fucking heard of any of these people like it's just these weird, these random fucking celebrities that I have no idea who they are, and uh, but I do get a little bit of uh, a dose of of that when I you know am bored enough to fucking look at it. But but yeah, I have no idea. Like it's just I feel like everything's just passing me by, which it's fine with me. But uh, but it's weird to me, like uh, how yeah, it, it 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 is like a weird era of instant celebrity. So I uh, I just pulled up the Snapchat app. And the first show is the E News rundown. Rob goes too far. Oh. And it's got his his fucking doughy face wearing a Dodgers hat, and this ugly bitch with wearing like a fedora. So she's basically an MRA PUA. Wow. Except that she's a woman. Yep, she's a. But she's a, a WRA. You know, yep. women's rights a- a- activist, I guess. We also got uh, a picture of, uh, I believe, a man's legs in high heels that says, could you handle six inches? Hmm. The answer to that is no. <laughs> Definitely not. Let's see. Uh, Emily is a balcony babe. I don't know who Emily is, but she has really big tits. See, that's what I'm saying. Uh, like, who, like, who the fuck are these people? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, let's see. Is, uh, is Hunter Green the LeBron James of baseball? Well, that's an interesting question. Who the fuck is Hunter Green? Yeah, I mean, I feel like... Uh, I've heard of LeBron James. Uh, yes. I have not heard of Hunter Green, so I'm gonna say no to that question. Uh, uh, here's here's an interesting story, and this is a pretty controversial topic, so I don't think we'd want to explore this too much. But uh, would Diddy wear Yeezys? I know who Diddy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Yeezy has something to do with. Uh, uh, 
I, I, I actually have no idea. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Uh, I think those are Kanye West. That's what I was thinking. Shoes? I was thinking it said something to do with Kanye West. I didn't want to sound like an idiot, though. But that's like a real sentence that I just said in <laughs> 2017. Yeah. Would Diddy wear Yeezys? And that basically, a lot of people don't know this. That's essentially like the Israel-Palestine conflict of pop culture. Like if you, if you want to weigh in on whether or not Diddy would wear Yeezys, like you, you have to prepare to have your character assassinated and smeared online. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to be able to back that argument up with, uh, with a lot of, uh, you know, bullshit, uh, <laughs> uh, quote unquote facts and. Uh, yeah, your dumb fucking opinion about whatever. The only good thing about stuff like that is that like you can always throw in like a oh motherfucker you gay for that one. Yeah. And like that'll always, you know, that'll get things rolling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just I mean, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. And, uh... I don't know about Emily. I don't know if Rob has really gone too far. I feel like maybe he has. But uh, you know, I, I want to take his side. Want to? I want to stand up for Rob because he is a fat fail son. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Phil! Phil's getting rowdy. Yeah, he's uh, he's he wants food. That son of a bitch. Yep. So, all right, Randall. Well, uh, I think I will let you feed Phil. We had a nice chat tonight about some music and things. I thought after uh, having a lot of guests, having a uh, big time famous podcaster Felix. Who thank you to him. He got like twenty five hundred people to listen to our podcast last that week. That was the uh the peak of the uh podcast, I think, is uh Yes. Our next twenty episodes will not uh add up to that many listeners. <laughs> nope. But it's good that we uh took the opportunity to follow up the week after um a lot of new people were exposed to the podcast to talk about the Grateful Dead for the forty minutes. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're <laughs> going to uh hate that. Yeah. They're gonna be. They're waiting for like us to talk about like Turkey and fucking <laughs> Syria and shit. And like, yeah, you know, I really was dissatisfied around 1992 when Jerry started to transition from traditional effects to the MIDI, <laughs> and uh, his guitar basically sounded like a fucking saxophone all the time. I agree. That which was... is fucking. Which is fucking true, by the way. I was listening to. Uh, because I'm like you, I don't listen to like many older Grateful Dead shows. Yeah. Or newer, for lack of a, I guess. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe there was like actually a good show in 1994, and I just don't know about it. Uh, for starters, by the way, in case you were curious, that is not in fact true. <laughs> and uh, like, but there's like some really amazing sounding digital soundboards in there. And like, you can hear how weird his guitar sound oh, yeah. is. And it's like kind of awful. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Dude? There is one. Uh, so, have you ever heard? Uh, I know you you texted me at some point this week about uh, JGB, and you were you were getting you know getting into it a little bit. Hell yeah. Um, there is. Uh, so I don't know if you're familiar. They uh, there's a song called "The Maker." Are you familiar with that song? I, I'm from. I am. So Dave Matthews, I know. Uh, at least did a version of it or something that's I, I don't really I'm not a Dave Matthews fan but I I know that he did it and I can't remember who it's originally by uh some unknown guy but uh but JGB Jerry Garcia band did that uh at least a few times I know um in like the the 90s 
and I have a version of it from probably 92, 93, 94, or something like that. I can't remember exactly what year, but it is the guitar is like haunting. It is it's really really good because of how sort of oh man, it's just it's like sort of gives you gives you like the the goosebumps a little bit it's it's an awesome little solo and you can kind of hear the fucking like distress in it or whatever and it's i think there is a little bit of 90s stuff where it's just like those really sad songs oh yeah sort of came to life and you could you could kind of hear death you know in in jerry's voice and guitar playing a little bit and it's on one on, on one level, it's pretty sad and fucked up, but on another level, it's kind of beautiful a little bit, you know. Well, that's you know that that's actually interesting. I guess we can uh, keep talking. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, one of one of the things that is really really interesting, and it shows kind of what an albatross around his neck, in particular, the Grateful Dead was, is while the Grateful Dead shows from that era were pretty universally not well regarded, even by most fans. There are some exceptional Jerry Garcia band shows yeah. all the way into like 1994, yeah. where like that that was still like somewhat of an escape for him. And maybe because also, by the way, is that he didn't have minders. It's it's possible. I don't know that much about this or addiction and stuff. Um, but like I know that basically, and I've read a number of books about this too. That like the Jerry Garcia band tours were for drugs. Oh money. yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. That's that I know is like a hundred percent true, and I think that like he did a, a, he was more high on the JGB tours, and maybe as he started having a harder time with himself, maybe it was easier for him to function being more fucked yeah. up, like where he didn't he wasn't being minded all the time, mm-hmm. like he probably was with the dead. No, that makes sense. Yeah, because there's like some amazing stuff in the in the 90s like the the fall 1991 tour which was not great for the dead is exceptional hmm. for the for the fucking jerry band like really really fucking good and uh you know but i i definitely agree like there's some stuff and that's actually um you know it's, it's an interesting point you made about sort of hearing the mortality of of you know, his sort of own situation creeping into the music. Oh, yeah. Like, th- there's, like, a handful of artists, and I don't think many do this well, but who are able to sort of, as they get towards the end of their careers, you're able to hear that kind of weariness mm-hmm. and that, that sort of knowledge of, of their own mortality and sense of that in their work. So, like, I don't like it nearly as much as as his sort of classic work if you will but like the the last few bob dylan albums which are much more sort of classic american folk yeah you know and ragtime are like really really fucking heavy yeah um i mean something with, else that comes to mind is that johnny cash fucking uh oh yeah whatever that song is you know like hurt yeah, that yeah, nine yeah. inch nails cover yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's like whoa that's amazing too and you know you know they show him kind of like playing the guitar and the videos and stuff for that the avid brothers were actually the band that that played all the music for that that was something i just found out recently so like he couldn't even play the guitar good enough to record at that point 
like he was so fucked up so you know he was just doing all the vocals and stuff and there's some uh there's some really good fucking songs in that like he does like a great version of uh if you could read my mind by gordon lightfoot which is a kind of a light rock classic that i'm very fond of as of the original as well Mm. i love all that fucking kind of yacht rock 70s shit yeah yeah but like like the the lyrics are like very very powerful Hmm. but uh, like dylan does that like he has a he has a song called nettie moore if anyone's listening to this listen to nettie moore by bob dylan like just a fucking heavy heavy fucking song and uh you know, although a lot of his albums are still awful, like you will, um, you'll get some of that from Neil Young too. Yeah. And uh, the the last um, Leonard Cohen album is called "You Want It Darker," and like you know, his voice got more and more gravelly as he got older, and it is like really fucking haunting. Hmm. That's an amazing album, by the way. That that is an artist that I've gotten into recently. One of the guys on my jam band forum. Is like uh, he does this cool thing. It's so fucking nerdy that I'm into this shit. He's like he he's the guy who started the forum, and so he does these things uh, called you know the GAS, the Great Artist Series, and uh, it is artists in his estimation whose entire catalog of work is basically exceptional from start to finish, <laughs> and so he'll post the entire catalog of this artist in lossless. Damn. So, like, I downloaded literally every Leonard Cohen album ever made in 24-bit because, <laughs> you know, what person doesn't need fucking 58 gigabytes of fucking Leonard Cohen? And it's only, like, 11 <laughs> albums. Jesus but, um, Christ. No, it's more than that. But, I mean, it's I, it's a ridiculous amount of fucking hard drive <laughs> yeah. space because I'm retarded. And, uh, like, I started listening to them, and fuck, dude. Like, that... His shit is amazing, like, from start to finish. Like, really fucking interesting songwriting and, like, very unusual, like, rhythms and time signatures and textures. Hmm. And, like, it's, it's it, it, it wasn't quite what I expected. And uh, it's really fucking good, man. But, yeah, like, his last album, like, the, like the, the title track is, like, like, a dirge with, like, this kind of thumping kind of rhythmic bass to it uh, and uh oh fuck man it is so good hmm, i gotta check that out is he is is all his shit you know if all his stuff is on spotify yeah every yeah everything is uh nice. everything's out there yeah i gotta but check yeah. that out yeah that's fucking good shit though man like uh his other big album is called um songs of love and hate that's another really really great one but like you want it darker like that's the title track and just Hmm. boom man like that really fucking really captures that that's actually one thing i think that uh that wilco is good at it's like you know he's he's not dying obviously but like i feel like 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 jeff tweedy has like a particular gift for like kind of painting the the picture of his moods oh yeah yeah better like like i mean the fucking you know the fucking hell is chrome oh yeah i love that like all that like you know like that was like the rehab album and i mean like it was fucking amazing like it was so fucking you know stark and i don't know man i that's fucking good shit yeah and then they it's 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 just crazy because they go you know yankee hotel foxtrot obviously like the soundscapes and and all that shit and then uh and then you've got like 
uh, what Sky Blue Sky, which a lot yep. of people don't like that album. I fucking love that album. I think that, that album's album. fucking awesome, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, like it's like a sort of bouncy, you know, uh, sort of happier kind of... Uh, kind of thing going on and then it's got i mean it's got some dips in it or whatever but it's it's i i, I just fucking love that album like yeah it's it, it's it's like very very tuneful for a sad album yeah, too. Yeah. like like a song like hate it here where basically like you know guys talking about how fucking you know the, you know the someone can't stand to fucking be around them yeah. and how he can't function without her and it's like this amazing like sort of light pop song exactly yeah that's how i feel like that whole album is it's kind of like you know, melancholy lyrics with sort of bouncy music to it or something. And yeah, I fucking love he, that. He, he's, he's amazing. He does a good job of that. I, I, you know, he, he definitely has like sort of an artist's brain too, because oh, yeah. like if, if you've watched the, I am trying to break your heart documentary, mm-hmm, yeah. which is uh, a, about them making Yankee Ho- hotel Fox. Yeah. That's a good, which, good documentary. Yeah, I say that more for the benefit of our listeners than for you, of course. And, um, like where he talks about like how like some of the songs like just work really well as like kind of acoustic ditties and he's like I don't want to do that and, like when they were warming up for some of the shows you know like Jay Bennett was like you know we should just do some easy rockers man he's like I don't want to fucking do that you know like yeah. he never wants to do like sort of the classic thing where he's like we made these things and we want to like take them apart now and reconstruct them and explore them and like I think that that's you know that's that's interesting like i i don't know how like an intelligent person who does even if like i don't enjoy their their most recent work as much as you know like some of the classic albums but like i still think he's doing um like exceptional high quality work but like sometimes you know what is like sort of a noble artistic pursuit is not necessarily the most interesting thing to listen yeah yeah yeah, for sure i mean he's he's doing his own thing basically he's Yep. You know, keeping it real, basically. That's a fucking... I, I would love to see him acoustic. Like, that's that's probably one of my... Well, that's one of the few people that I really, really would love to see now. Like, I, I don't have many left on my list. I've seen most of what I've, you know, want to see at this point. Yeah, I was lucky. I've I've gotten to see him acoustic in, like, a theater-type yeah, setting. Awesome. And it was, uh, it was fucking fantastic. I have some good acoustic shows of his I can share with you, too. And uh, he just he just put out an album that came out like two weeks ago. Did I send that I think to you? Think you did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking, you know, and that's I guess something he's gonna do more of with like, um, you know, I guess now that he has sort of like torn the songs apart, he's going back to doing like more kind of simple, acoustic versions of songs that he's recorded with Wilco yeah. that he's recorded uh, solo. And uh, I don't know if you have them, the the Golden Smog albums, hmm. which is. Him with the Jayhawks oh, okay. and uh, one of the guys from Soul Asylum. Huh. Their, their first album is called Down by the Old Mainstream. And that album is unfucking believable from start to finish with like classic tunes, a number of which he, he plays pretty regularly. The other ones, it's like the same sort of thing. Like the other, there's like two more that are like really good like if you're like oh wow man this is like really high quality stuff that i have no real feeling about it but Mm. like that first album man uh, fuck down by the old mainstream folks by golden smog check check it out out. or you're a fucking piece of shit yeah or i mean and on that note now that we've uh, anyways if you're listening now that we've insulted the audience and 
yeah, obviously anyone who listens to this is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. But but people seem to, uh, you know, we have been having, uh, you know, growth in the podcast. People seem to like it. Yeah, no, I mean, so, they've been DMing me with uh, uh, requests to give me money a lot more often now. Uh, so as the podcast uh, listenership grows, uh, so does my bank account. All right, oh, let's see uh, before we go. Uh, let's see. Any, ah. any more questions? We are uh, at Milk Toasted, whose uh, username is Milkshake Duckman. Hmm. Uh, okay. Said, can you ask Randall which jam band is best for cranking your hog while riding a tractor? <laughs> That's obviously Twiddle. Yes, I 100% agree. Yeah. And let's see. Uh, question for the podcast from Confirmed Genius at ten dollar danny hmm. question for the podcast what are your favorite tweets hmm. well I, I i think i i'll uh i'll help with this for starters um there are no good tweets yeah no one has ever made a good tweet and uh that's i feel pretty strongly about that i agree but uh i think that uh to this day, my my favorite tweet ever is uh, the now deceased gray alien, R.I.P. Uh, the Aliyah don't eat all that bread girl tweet. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I was a, I'm a big fan of that. I never I didn't get that until because I again, like I've never really been a, a pop culture kind of person. And so I just never mm-hmm. really fucking knew who Aliyah was. Uh, mm-hmm. And then one day I looked it up and I was like, holy shit, that's really funny. <laughs> That was. I, that, but th- is, is there any uh, tweet that stands out in your mind is particularly good? Uh, I mean, there's a, there's a ton. Like, you know, there's a ton of tweets that I laugh at. Uh, but I saw one, I think, last night. Uh, it was an old Deg tweet. Uh, yes. And it said uh, something about uh, uh, I. It was like the, I was putting. Uh, the cashier asked me the cash the Walgreens cashier asked me as I was putting diarrhea medicine on the counter, uh, how's it going? And I said, Not great, man. I got diarrhea or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But I mean there's there's you know, there's tons of Yeah, uh, there are there are a lot of good tweets. Deg deg but, uh, tweets are all pretty good. Uh the the f- uh former Beavis Simpson who I guess uh I guess he sold his account. I believe he did sell his account. Fucking good job dude like that's badass i I, if i could get 400 bucks from my account i'd probably do the same thing um but yeah he's that guy was really funny uh you know dink magic uh he had a thing he deleted all his tweets at some point but he had i remember something about uh a parable about the the uh four different kinds of food or something it was like a little you know a little tweet thread oh yeah i remember that yeah like uh like soup sandwich of rice and stuff and yeah uh, like mono bredular oh man it was fucking great i love that shit i'm a a big fan of uh, our friend rylan aka neon warrior's Mm -hmm. uh friend friend baby tweet yeah yeah, that's that's good stuff it's a classic yep so on uh on that note my friend who is not a baby Nope. Thank you for uh, having this conversation tonight, Randall. It was uh, nice just to have just the boys talk a little bit about music and the things that we like. Mm-hmm. Back to racism and uh, and uh, 
talking about uh, shocking Damn. shocking yeah. people's asses and stuff next week. Fuck yeah. Join us uh, very soon for us uh, shocking someone's asshole. We're we're going we're going in the the FM shock jock direction, and we will find someone's asshole to electrocute for uh, for your listening. Yeah, literally pleasure. shock jock, sh- like sh- yeah. shocking your jock strap where your dick yeah. is. You know. In the interim, if you uh, if you want to give Randall and I ten thousand dollars, just uh, just DM us and we'll uh, we'll give you the proper information. Yep. So, all right, my friend. Well, uh, you have a nice evening. You too. And uh, I'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right. All right.